Well, guys, I guess COVID's over in New York State. All yeah. That, all that hard work I did wearing a mask for a few <laughs> seconds going into the wing place every every uh, every other day, it really paid off. Good job. We, we yeah, we did we did our part. Yeah, you're the rad boy. <laughs> I'm the rad boy who canceled COVID. It's done. <laughs> it's over. And welcome back, everybody, to The Square. On behalf of Jim and our special guest, Corinne, Ryan, I would like to thank you for ending COVID for all of us. You're welcome, New York State. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But, <coughs> oh, okay. <coughs> Excuse oh, me. Uh, right. <laughs> anyway. Send this guy to Toronto. <laughs> get him the heck out of here. Anyway, we are back. And I don't want to say Better than ever. I mean, the Bills did lose. Yeah, give them the give them the sad whistle, Ryan. Yep, that's how it felt for it's tough loss. Three okay. hours, it's tough loss. Not good. They're not ready yet. They I will actually be. watched that game. I watched that game as a non-Bills fan. It, it, it didn't. It, did, it well, didn't. The last game wasn't fun. It didn't feel sad whistle for the first forty-five minutes. Yeah, it felt pretty cool. It felt pretty good for the first 40. When, when uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Evan Rude, Everhard. What's his name? I can't think of his name, but it was cool. Uh, fumbled that punt? Yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, the, yeah, that was good. Yeah, it, uh, that was like, that was great. That was exciting. I was like, oh, wow, look at this. Yeah, that was a good 10 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. it actually <laughs> was. But Corinne, glad to have you. Although you just did, you said you're not a Bills fan. Well, I'm just not a football fan in general. Um, uh. You know, living in Buffalo, you guys know it. It consumes people. So, although I love, you know, supporting our city and supporting all of our teams, I don't really follow it too much. Also, I don't know much about football, mm-hmm. so I know the very basics, and every time I watch it with anybody, I have way too many questions, and I think it probably gets annoying or entertain- entertaining. <laughs> well, I did mention on the podcast a couple weeks ago your, tweet, uh, your text that you sent me about how we could uh, do a, a podcast about explaining football to women. Yeah. Yeah. I was, <laughs> I was watching it with my brother and sister-in-law and uh, my niece, and he was very entertained and, like, also annoyed at different inter- intervals. <laughs> I'm like, that's a sack, right? That's what, that's what they just did. That's a sack. He's like, yeah, good job. <laughs> You're- at one point, he's, I, I had too many questions. I'm, I'm really trying to understand the game. And I know the basics like that. Um, but at one point, I, I was asking too many questions. And he said, God, football is so confusing watching with you. Well, you should have. like, yeah. Tell me about it. It's, it's a confusing game. You should have watched it's the like, Nickelodeon uh, telecast. Oh, yeah. Young Sheldon. Oh, okay. He, he explained that. all the obscure rules. Oh, that would have helped. I had my brother for that. But <laughs> I at one point told him it's like um, football is like real life. The cones of Dunshire. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this and then there's this. But then when they do this, that's called. Th- I'm like, what the? How can anyone follow this unless you were born and raised on it, which most people in Buffalo were, mm-hmm. uh, but not me. So I kind of follow it on the fringe and I like when they're doing well. And I, you know, I enjoyed it. I actually watched a couple games and it was fun. I was cheering. I was doing yeah. shots. I was high-fiving. <laughs> I think my biggest takeaway. I also didn't cry when they lost. <laughs> I think my biggest takeaway was the kicker was actually decent this time around compared to, I don't know, 30 years ago. <laughs> Uh, could actually put one in between the, the uprights. Compared to four months ago at the beginning of the season when I thought he was going to get cut after two games. You know, compared to then, he's a lot better, too. You're right about that one. Well, that's it for the Bills. Although, Corinne, you did mention football consuming you. Have you ever seen the movie Buffalo 66? Um, I saw part of it. 
I cannot speak to the state of mind that I was in when I watched it. I think I fell asleep. <laughs> well, this is just another... what I saw. I, I think I liked this is just another chance for me to pimp out that episode because I think about that movie constantly, especially whenever the bills fail and we're all kind of heartbroken. It's always fun There's, to think about. From, Vincent what, I re- from what I remembered, I, I think it was um, like there was so many cliches and it, it was like somebody who had never been to Buffalo, what they thought Buffalo was like. That was my initial impression of it. Mm. I enjoyed it and it, it like it made me giggle. But I was like, who does that? I can't remember any specific uh, examples of that. But there were several times where I was like, who made this movie? They've never been to Buffalo. <laughs> well, that's a very good point because I think it was around the time that, you know, people left Buffalo because they hated it. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, they just mm-hmm. wanted to get out. Right now, it's not like that. It's like, okay, maybe you leave, maybe you don't. People yeah. generally like it here. But I think in the 90s, they wanted to get out and they wanted to forget about it. And I think it was his portrayal of what Buffalo is like to his like Hollywood friends. Mm-hmm. Well, right. anyway, listener, you can listen to the Buffalo 66 episode where we it's deep one. dive. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. But news of the day. What's going on, Jim? Tell me about what. what's the word. Hashtag stonks. Stonks. <laughs> stonks, baby. Uh, <laughs> folks, folks, you hear about this? The, 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 the GameStop? Oh, I love Robin seeing Hood. billionaire tears. Yep, I, I, love, I love I love it when billionaires go bankrupt. It real life trading places. It's amazing. Yes. <laughs> Did you There's all invest? Oh wait. Oh, I'm sorry. You guys don't have bootstraps, do you? Right. Maybe you guys should stop buying avocado toast, and maybe you could probably afford to live. <laughs> they they can simply drive Uber to make mm-hmm. up the the losses. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Oh, oh, you know what? Maybe they'll get the stimulus check, and that'll get them by another few months. <laughs> because bread bread only costs a few cents, right? Right, yeah. How much can eggs cost? $10? Yeah. Easy. <laughs> I'm so glad you pulled that quote, Jim, because I cannot remember what, what it was exactly. <laughs> Listen, haters. So, some, of us, some of us made out like bandits. Not me. Oh. <laughs> I was going to... But pretty some dumb. of us... Yeah, some of my friends have been posting about it before I even heard anything about it. I was like, what is this? I I have a friend who paid off his car. Like, you know, he didn't make millions, but he made enough. Like, why did I not know about this? (laughs) That's great that you had somebody who paid off their car. Because, like, really all it took is, like, if you knew about this, say, like, last Wednesday, and you had $20, you could probably pay off a car loan right now. (laughs) Just got to follow Reddit. probably what happened. Right. Um. No, stock went from like two dollars a share to like two hundred fifty dollars a share. Yeah, I think I thought it went higher than that. I think it went maybe. Uh, last I saw, it was like two fifty a share. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you know it's a good example of I, I mean how we can collectively, if we if we use our intelligence, kind of kind of defeat the uh, the capitalist class, the, mm-hmm. the upper class. It, it just takes a little bit of coordination, which is more than what they have. Right. They don't have that level of coordination because they're used to being... Well, they're complacent. They think they've got it all figured out. Well, they also think they're all alphas yeah. so and, that they don't right. have to work with anybody else. And there's also not as many of them as there are of us. Yes. Of us poors. <laughs> but, you know, Robinhood shut off, uh, shut off trading of these particular uh, stock ticker symbols. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, you know, I read somewhere, I don't know how true it is, but uh, Robinhood got a call from the White House, you know, in regards to... This all this goings on, and I don't think it's particularly fair. I think uh, them shutting off trading is gaming the market, and it's and it's and antithetical to what what it should be. If you we, we should let the free market decide, um, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just imagining. I'm just imagining Joe Biden on the briefing for that, and he's like, "What the, what the hell does the sheriff of Nottingham have to do with this?" <laughs> Listen, Jack. Right. But why do I have to call that Fox? <laughs> My biggest takeaway of this is there, there, there are opportunities out there, right? We've got to look for these small opportunities to take down these bigwigs, right? And uh, and you know, how does this pertain to Buffalo or Buffalo podcast? We focus on that. You know, how can how can we do this to you know Delaware North, the Jacobs family? How can we do this to the Pakulas? How can you know what I'll, what means do we have to take back this power? I'll I'll let you man the barricades, Ryan. Yeah. For me, what's very funny. Is that this whole thing was like, hey, we're going to invest in GameStop and AMC. They tried to ruin them. And all these funny... By shorting them. Right, right, right. 
But that Which stuff, they did to many companies before and took away many regular ass people's jobs. That stuff is for nerds. What actually <laughs> happened? <laughs> What's funny to me is what local businesses that you would pump money into as part of some kind of stock scheme. Like, I don't know, buy stock in AMAs or something. <laughs> Gold circle. Yeah, I don't think they're trading anymore. Yeah. Can I <laughs> How much is stock in Ted's hot dogs? <laughs> I'd be surprised if they were public. My cousin who listens to the podcast regularly this is down in Charlotte and he was telling me that there's a guy who opened up a like a Ted style hot dogs place, uh, char grilled hot dogs. Yeah. Uh in Charlotte who's from Buffalo. And he charges I can't remember if it was like I think it's like six forty nine or six ninety nine for two hot dogs. Uh huh. I'm I'm trying to think if that's good or bad. For I two think that's good. For two Salem's hot dogs. Yeah, that's for for down there. That's probably pretty good. That's probably pretty, and it's something like four ninety nine for a foot long. Okay, okay. Better that than the Bills game. That that doesn't get you any uh any. Oh, anything f- is better than a. Oh Bills yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Twenty one dollars for a hot dog. Right. Forty five dollars for this hat. All right, <laughs> that sounds like a deal. So. You guys remember the um speaking of how all of this stocks work. Um, there was a movie, The Big Short. Have oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like Very that relevant. That explained a lot to me just about how all this worked. It was really interesting. I actually followed it and did not fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Buffalo 66. Yeah, I, re- I recommend that movie. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. It's, I, I was I was trying to go over what explaining GameStop. My father was like, explain GameStop to me. Explain this <laughs> to me today. And I was trying to explain to him like shorting stock. Which isn't the easiest concept to get. No, and he it's was just, hard to wrap your head. And I, like, I finally had to be like, "Remember trading places when they're like when Dan Aykroyd and and uh, Eddie Murphy are waiting and waiting and waiting, and then the price gets high, and they say they're going to start selling orange juice, and people are buying it from them, and then at the end they're buying back." I was like, "That is a form of short selling, where you know you sell high and buy low to replace it." And he was like. I remember that movie. You know, it doesn't make sense because, <laughs> but because you know what, it, it legit doesn't make sense. You're just you're you're just gambling uh, on the stock market at that point. It provides yeah. no public benefit, right. short or long selling. I, like you, you can't do that in actual physical goods. I can't post on Craigslist yeah. like twenty five lawnmowers for sale, two hundred fifty dollars, and then be like, well, I know I can buy them for one fifty. No, no, the, I mean, no. The, the, and, I, and then deliver them after the fact. The idea of investing in company is to give them capital so they can. They they can do other things with it, right? I guess, mm-hmm. right? This doesn't do any of that. It, it all it does is increase the wealth of a few people, right? I mean, it, this this should be illegal, just like betting on currency uh, exchange. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, the uh, the the first time I learned about stocks and the fact that they suck for regular people. <laughs> do you guys remember playing Life as a kid? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Board game, and it was like, oh, you land. I think you landed on something. You got a card, and then you could play the market. And then you had a, a cardboard thing, one through ten, and you could put all this money on on one or two numbers, and then you spin the dial. If you win, then you get a lot of money back. If you don't, you just lose your money. I was like, this is bullshit. I'm never going to do that. I don't like losing money. <laughs> oh, well, the economy is a giant sham. Anyway... What else is a giant sham, Jim? Uh, is it the local journalism industry? It is a local journalism <laughs> industry. Is, is a giant sham. It's not a giant sham because we had a good local journalist on the show last week. That's true. Yeah. The investigative post does good work. You know who else does good work is Madison Carter at WKBW. WKBW, by the way, is also the one who broke the news about Stefan only working five days a month. So they're doing some good work. Charlie over there. Speck, right? He Charlie did the Speck, whole. Yeah. He, he took down the local Catholic church, right? With all the business there, and uh, you know, and I can't figure out why he's okay, but Madison isn't. Hmm. 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 Yeah. So what's going on, guys? So Madison Carter of WKBW tweeted out something to the effect of, and by the way, she is somebody who is. I, I don't want to say. Prolific, but she was she had tweeted a lot about current events, especially thinking back to the police protests of the summer. She was pretty active on social media. She was on the ground mm-hmm. doing the reporting there. 
She did tweet something about the insurrection on Washington, but then last week tweeted, Jim, it was something like, hey, I don't really tweet anymore because I was told that's not how we do things around here. Right, yeah. She was. She basically got called to the principal's office at work and was told, like, you know, it's a nice job you have here. Shame if something should happen to it. How do we do things around here? Do we have any idea how that's done? Yeah, uh, we do it so that we protect the developer class. Yep. Um, which tends to be white males like Charlie Speck. Yep. Uh, and we, we, we make people like Mass and Carter, black women, pay for it. Yeah. Other than that, everything is totally fucking above board and even. Mm-hmm. Yes, everything mm-hmm. else. It's 100% equity. Right. Other than that. Other, other, <laughs> other, other than the continued... Other than that one tiny detail. Other than the continued, like, white supremacy patriarchy, other than that, everything's fine. <laughs> Fuck that. I wonder, I wonder what was the thing, though, that really got her in hot water. I also, I also thought it was weird that... Because it was a very vague tweet but she hadn't tweeted about anything in two weeks so i'm sure whatever got her in hot water um for us wouldn't have been a big deal oh yeah that's the thing is like it's tough for us to tell because you know we liked her we still like her um i was reading an article in the buffalo news because i hate myself but (laughs) um about this and uh they were saying you know like her her contract is up in july and so they're basically, you know, leveraging that and saying, you got to play nice if you want to, if you want another contract in Pierre in Buffalo, you better do what we say. Um, but they said, doesn't mean that, that she'll be in Buffalo till July because most, con- most stations have a contract that if you get an offer for a larger market, you can leave. Mm-hmm. And she has been one of the brighter stars in local media in the last couple of years. So, they're just, so they may just be trying to shut her up so nobody snaps her. Well, or, or 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 just try to force her to to apply to get the hell out of here. I, oh, so you don't think they want her? I I I don't I don't think they want her mixing it up with uh, the Jacobses and the Pagulas and yeah. the developer class here in Buffalo. I think I think they'd rather be like, no 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 no, we like the Police Benevolent Association. Well, whatever. But if she was, but if she, if she's such a shining star and in anybody's contract, then that's an option. If you're offered something else, I mean, instead of trying to shut her up, they they should just be like, yeah, do your thing and get the attention, and then go somewhere else. We don't want you here. Right. No, I. It just seems like a cowardly thing to do. It no, it, it is. It's 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 a cowardly shitty thing to do. To be, it's it, it's the response of somebody who has no idea how to actually handle things. Yeah. Well, God forbid we have any kind of like interesting and fun journalist at, oh, at the no. major level, you know, the major no. market. Journalism level. in Buffalo should all be like, which top ten list did we make this month? Right. That's it. And sports. <laughs> Speaking of top numbered lists, before we get to the next point on there, uh, I saw uh, this week I was scrolling through Facebook and I got a promoted ad for like, 21 reasons why you should visit Buffalo in 2021. (laughs) For you, that's funny. And I was like, sure, I'll click on it. Like, I love love when Buffalo's on list like every other person from Buffalo. So I'll click on it and read it. And it was like traveldestinationlists.biz or .co.uk or something. Like, nonsense. Like, clearly it was a listicle. Clearly this person had probably never been to Buffalo. And I, I, I could realize I never even, I never got to number two on the list of reasons why to go to Buffalo in 2021. Because number one was go to the Albright Knox. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's, I've never heard of that. Well, but the problem is the Albright Knox is closed until 2022. <laughs> Completely... In, in ruins right now being redone. Yeah. yeah. Well, they want you to admire the great construction that's happening. Yeah. They want you to see how it's done. You can, you can stand at the, uh, the statue of young Lincoln and just be like, hmm, Someone, those guys really know their way around some marble. Whoever wrote this clearly put no effort into it. If it even was a person, it might have been a bot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, that's what we got to contend with right now. I don't know. Visit, visit the Albright Knox in 2021. Right, yeah, give Welcome. them your money. Come on down. They'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> you might not be able to go in, but if it, you know, if 
you wanted to give them your money, I'm sure they wouldn't be opposed, Jim. But, guys, as we said at the top of the show. What's the big news, Reed? Oh, man. Uh, well, our governor told us COVID's done. It's over. It's you can over. Go, you can go back to doing stuff. The crowd goes wild. That's a wild crowd. Yeah, we got a we got a wild crowd in this six by eight room down here. We're about to have more wild crowds now, guys. Yeah, in real life. Oh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I can't wait either because, like, you know, it's uh, it's it's been it's been almost a month since we had like four thousand deaths. <laughs> yeah, but how long do you it, really it, think it's going to be until people, in general? feel comfortable in crowds. I think some of them already do. It's 50-50. Because I saw a bunch of people going to Sportsman Tavern last night when I was getting pizza at Joe's Pizza. I think think we're 18 months out from most people feeling comfortable. There are going to be some people who aren't going to feel comfortable for years. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, and then and then there's the people who have felt comfortable all, all along. And right, like, I'll do what I want. Right, yeah, you you can't tell me what to do. Fuck Cuomo. <laughs> yeah, uh, freedom. Right, the the, the the they're just wearing a little um, the, or they, if they do have a mask that says "Don't tread on me." <laughs> <laughs> Don't cough on me. Have any of you underneath their their nostrils? <laughs> have any of you guys gone to any restaurants or anything since the? The whole thing has been lifted. No, no, of course not. I I went to one. Well, it's not really a restaurant, but the the um, regulations were still in place that you had to order something, um, and only because I knew from somebody who had just been there that they were taking all the precautions and everything was uh, done really well, very carefully. Um, and there, and I know uh, because I've been there before, a Hamburg Brewery. Mm. Um, they have a huge space and the tables are very far apart and it's not my favorite place to go. Um, as far as the beers, I enjoy them, but it's, they're not that exciting. Um, but the grounds are amazing and the building is awesome. And I just, I was like, Oh my God, it's open. We can go get a beer. Yes. So I went and I was nervous and everyone wore masks the whole time until you're actually seated at your table um, a a far distance apart from everyone else. There was hand sanitizing stations everywhere, uh, markers on the floor everywhere. So I felt comfortable being there. Well, I mean, like, I I can't wait to go back to CBW. I'm sure Ree can't because Ree basically lives there. (laughs) Like, Ree actually has a standardized deduction from his work check to go directly to CBW. (laughs) I want to make sure they're still around. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. that'll be good. Um, I, don't, I don't think it'll be until it's nicer out, right? Well, yeah, because, like, the problem with CBW is, like, it's you've got that narrow funnel part of the entry where everybody has to jam together to get in, and it's always busy as hell there anyways. So even if they're like, yeah, 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 no, stay six feet apart, and, you know, we'll sit you down somewhere. Well, when you've got 400 people, and, the, like, the max amount of people yeah. that can fit in there is 425 yeah, and especially when you start drinking, because everyone just forgets, and you're like, "Hey, right. you talk closer, you talk louder." Well, speaking, you have of, your masks off because you're drinking. Yeah, well, so that's the whole problem. Speaking of which, that's so that's why we've got this arbitrary time of 10 p.m. is to close, right? Is because hmm. you know they figure people won't be most people won't be too drunk by 10 p.m. Right. Right, like the people who are going to be, <laughs> yeah, au contraire. Right, yeah, the people who are going to be who are going to be too drunk by ten p.m. If we made it four p.m., would be too drunk by four p.m. <laughs> They're really dedicated to the too drunk cause. That's that's true. See, my my whole mode of operation is I'm too drunk by four p.m. and I just stay that way till four a.m. Mm. Right. That sounds how I, I usually handle my St. Patrick's days. Yeah. Well, St. <laughs> Patrick's days only, Jim. Am I April fifteenth? That's how I. That's how I on my Sundays. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, my uh, my Sundays, I like to get nice and drunk early in the morning, like around breakfast time with mimosas, then nap, <laughs> wake up with a little bit of a hangover, and drink that away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, you can't have a hangover if you don't, if you don't stop drinking. Right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, the yeah. part 
You, you have you have a little uh, pick me up. Ease into your day, <laughs> and then and then you fight off Hamby. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and we can all fight off the hangovers soon because we're all going to be back at brunch. Everybody, yeah, brunch is back. Brunch is back. Restaurants are open. Honestly, once brunch is back, I don't think we should have this podcast anymore. We can talk about stuff at brunch. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. That's why we did it. That's why we started this because we didn't have brunch to talk things over. Right. Mm-hmm. Corinne, when we can brunch, which I guess now, but when we can actually brunch, we're, we're all going to have a big brunch together. All friends of the pod. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to brunch. Can I, can I do Bloody Marys? Oh, like yeah. Like epic I, Bloody Marys? Oh, like yeah. I insist. You, I'm yeah. surprised you even asked. Of course. <laughs> I made a Bloody Mary over the summer, and I had to take a photo of it. It was like a meal in itself. It was like more accoutrement than there was actual liquid in the glass i uh i made uh i had a friend come to visit from new york like a year and a half ago and i made uh bloody mary's with cucumber vodka Ooh. and i'll tell you that was wow. that was top notch oh that is good that's Fantastic. a good idea yeah because i mean i i like i like the vegetable flavor to my bloody mary i also like the worcestershire and the celery salt mm-hmm. and but the celery salt is key you want to know my secret ingredient? It's about to be not secret anymore. Yeah, I got to know. I did this on a whim. I I was maybe still a little bit drunk. A1 sauce is amazing in Bloody Marys. I am not kidding. I believe it. I believe it. Well, like I said, I like I like Worcestershire sauce, but I Worcestershire sauce is my favorite condiment and mm-hmm. you know, hands down no question. I can about tell it. because you can pronounce it. I, I was going to say and it makes you sound so smart when you can <laughs> I'm excited to try my. I'm going to call them Bloody Corins from now on. Wow, right. wow, wow. With no, A1s. No, no. <laughs> not in a weird, gross way, but, that. you know, like, because it's after. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, not, like, not like my sketchbook, Bloody Corins. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, um, <Whoa>. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Looking up how to find a restraining order. Tough crowd. <laughs> Jim, Jim, uh,. A few moments ago, I mentioned Hamby. Can you explain what the Hamby is? No. I Yes, I can. <laughs> because I think we were drinking Bloody Marys at brunch at your place. Yes. When Hamby came around. Hamby is. So uh, at my parents' house this summer, there was a bee that would come around whenever my father was eating outside. And a bee. A, 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 a particular. Well, well, a really pissed off bee who. A particular bee. <laughs> That like to eat meat, and it would actually pick up pieces, like little pieces of meat, off of his plate and fly away with it. I don't believe this for a second. I have a video of it. That no, the, the, the reason why we call There's it ha- proof. We have, why we call it Hamby is, is I was over and I was I took a video of the bee flying up and like kind of floating over a piece of ham for a second, checking it out and be like, all right, I guess this is my piece of ham. <laughs> And then picking up the piece of ham and flying away with it. So I, are we talking like like a like a ham steak like that you serve for uh, dinner, or like from a sandwich, like thin deli cuts? No, well, a piece of a ham steak. That I makes mean, a difference. It, 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 a it piece was of a ham steak. Piece of a ham steak. I mean, it's a very small piece. Was it a crumb? Yeah, it was a B-sized piece, a ham. Yeah, it was. It was like it was like a crumb. I mean, it's it's not like a. It wasn't like okay. they didn't fly away with like an entire ham steak. I mean, that I wouldn't put it past it. Not even a because usually, how do you get a piece of? It's not like ham is like the kind of meat that crumbles or uh, falls off the bone. It's not like pulled pork, you know. I wouldn't so put how? it past this bee to take a whole steak. Listen, this is the most <laughs> fucked up bee I ever seen in it's, my life. It, it, uh, it, it, and it, it did not like fish because no, he, not a fish bee. It, was, it was not a fish bee. Um, and it was not uh, my my sister was in town for my birthday and she brought lobster. And it was not a lobster not bee. A lobster bee. <laughs> but we had steaks alongside the lobster, and it was a steak bee. I saw the video of the ham bee, and I didn't believe so, it. And I came over, and I'm like, I got to see this for myself. Guess what? Ham bee came down. Yeah, again, not a pescatarian, only land animal meat, I guess. Yeah. And uh, not Jewish, a, apparently. I guess. Put a little piece of ham out. Sure enough, ham bee came around. I saw it with my own eyes. Well, okay, so so was it an actual bee or was it a, a what like a honey jack, um, a yellow jacket? Not a honey bee, but a yellow jacket. It was it was probably some sort of wasp. Yeah, it was. It, okay. I, I think it was at least a yellow jacket. It was not a regular honey bee because they don't they don't fuck around him. I guarantee. 
Yeah. Okay, so speaking of fucked up creatures who <laughs> like too much ham. <laughs> Here we go. Nice Un- unrelated, <laughs> we're talking about uh, Corinne, your potential future town supervisor. No, let's go back to the ham beef. Oh, well, I mean, we're halfway there. We're talking about our our, uh, our boy who was not at the insurrection, Stefan Mahailu. So we got to talk about this, folks. We we would be remiss. I you know we're having fun this week. He's we're, the ham chomper. Mm-hmm. Well, have you seen Chomper? I I haven't. Yeah, that's He's right. He's the new Ghostbuster character. Oh yeah, I saw that. Okay, thank you. I saw that, but he was not this time. We have a word from was it a tweet? Not ham, but uh, chicken wings. Yes, it was a tweet. Did you see this, Corinne? This tweet from a, a woman who used to work at Gabriel's Gate? No, I didn't see that. Oh, she used to work at Gabriel's Gate. Did you see Gate. this? Did you hear about this? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> it is so good. So good. Oh, yeah. I, I had to share it right away. It, uh, she used to work at Gabriel's Gate, and she goes, you know, Stefan Mahaila used to come in here, and the way he orders wings was <laughs> plain dipped in butter. Oh, oh no! Like, you know, I, like, like, I just liked him before. Like, like the way a baby would have them, she said. <laughs> like the way a baby would have them, because oh. Buffalo is known for its babies eating wings. Right, when we're not throwing babies through butter wings, eat, throwing babies <laughs> through folding tables. Yeah, yeah, you know, babies eat bone and wings without any Frank's Red Hot. Right, just right. the butter. Right, the f- babies hate spice. Extra crispy. Do you think he stopped to actually eat the chicken off the bone, or do you think he just fucking throws it down Stuck his throat, glides it down his throat, just <laughs> no, 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 no. He's one of these fuckers who just like takes a nibble and throws it out uh, back into the basket. He doesn't get the, all the meat off the bone. Are you kidding me? He's like, oh, I like this butter taste. I like a little bit of meat. Oh, and he, he throws it back. Yeah, I, I, he's definitely a drums over flats guy because he's like, oh, well, I can just take a couple of bites and it looks yes. like I ate a lot. Yep. <laughs> Let's not get into this. Drums, drums are better. You can hold them. They're like a, they're like no, a little club. You can hold flats. Flats are better. There's more meat on a flat. Mm-hmm. Well, we can all agree. <laughs> that <laughs> Stefan Mahailu probably doesn't know how to eat them properly. Right. All right. All right. Drum or flat. We'll get back to Stefan, but let's That's talk true. about wing nuts for and how excellent they are for a second. Are we, we're trying to get that that vaunted wing nuts endorsement. Yeah, uh, I I think we'll get that. I, I I'm going for that wing nuts endorsement. They're really get, fucking uh, the, good. The wing nuts They're, cash. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, back to stuff. I, I want any. I actually not just wing nuts, but any restaurant that opens up inside of a Knights of Columbus, <laughs> contact us. <laughs> yeah, I think more it. restaurants should open up like in old churches. I well, it's, I actually was telling my father oh, about brilliant. about wing nuts. Being inside the Knights of Columbus, and, he's, and my father's a member of the Moose in the town of Lancaster, and he's like, the Moose should do that. Hell yeah, they should. Why shouldn't they? Well, because they use our kitchen and they sell food to members. Well, they should sell, sell it to the public at least one day a week. Well, they, they've got a whole back banquet space with a kitchen that they could definitely just turn into a, a restaurant and lease I'm it sure out. And restaurants are open. Make some and cash restaurants money. are open. And, and you can rent those places. For, yeah. Like you don't have to be a member. You can rent those places out, just like firehouse. Yeah, you can rent them for a wing and, and, and beer use party. The kitchen and you know use caterers to use, have caterers to use the kitchen and all that. Mm-hmm. So I don't see why they couldn't do that regularly. Now well, you I mean, guys, you I guys, mean, the Lancaster Moose, the back hall, hasn't been updated since like 1964. So that's why they <laughs> yep. can't do it. Like they have a the particular reason Strong why they can't that. do it is is because like they have carpet on the walls and old linoleum tile on the floor. Now, you guys know I'm the dumb one in the crew, right? right that's rad. We know yeah, that. Right. So uh, I don't know if I've tried this thing called having wings and drinking beer. Mm. Are wings <laughs> and beer good together? Well, I mean, not in one bite. <laughs> <laughs> not don't with want to only... wash away the wing flavor. <laughs> right. The butter flavor. Oh, the butter. The, just the butter flavor? Right, just the butter flavor. You have to find a complementary brew mm-hmm. to whatever kind of wing you have. That's a great it's, point. It's an art. It's an art, just like a, you know, a fine wine pairing with whatever meal you're you're gonna have. Corinne, can you pair a wine with wings? I'm sure I could. <laughs> I don't think anybody would listen to me. <laughs> I would. I would listen to you. What would you? I have, 
I have very expensive beer taste and I have very cheap wine taste. All so right, don't listen right, to me for my right. wine recommendation. Corinne, what would like, you I, I, what would you pair with butter wings? <laughs> Just butter uh, on the plain wings with butter. What would you pair with that? Probably a nice Chardonnay. <laughs> oh no, that's lovely. That's lovely. I was thinking beer wise, what would you pair has with a it? Nice little buttery flavor. Yeah. I, I I'm envisioning. I'm envisioning like a glass of Chardonnay, someone eating wings with like a satin glove, just like <laughs> taking a sip of wine, having a little bit of a flat. A satin glove getting disgustingly greasy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and their lobster bib on. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, just to catch all the butter. Yes. <laughs> no, no wonder he's such a disgusting Terry Fold monster. <laughs> I was, oh, we were talking about Stefan. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yes. I was, I was just about to say we're having we're goofing around talking about this disgusting man and his disgusting wing order. So hey, can I have a uh, cri- crispy bits of chicken in a tub of butter? Just to, I just just pour it down oh. my throat. Right. Like why not just be like, oh, can you deep fry my wings and instead of blue cheese, <laughs> bring me some Crisco? I'd like to dip it in that. <laughs> Extra salty. Yeah. Oh God. Well, he's going to be. Uh, Potentially, Corinne, your town no, supervisor no, in no, Hamburg. No. So when, well, probably. But. So when your when your street never gets plowed, yeah. <laughs> My street gets plowed a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. after he takes Don't over. Don't get used to it. Yeah, well, not once he takes over. I know. <laughs> Yeah, he won't give a shit about me or right. or my neighbors who used to have Trump signs out, and they they didn't this time around. Nope. Not not once he has Lynn Dixon running the highway department. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I, I, if, if, you, if anybody read the Buffalo News article because they hate themselves uh, <laughs> this week about Stefan running for uh, uh, town supervisor, he said that he would like to see Lynn Dixon take over from as controller. Which, I heard that. Yeah, which is interesting that he thinks that he just gets to go, no, this is who is next. Yes, yeah, he, here you go. Yes, that, it, it, historically, that's how politics works. Right, yeah. You get to pick whoever takes over for yeah, you. Yeah, and, and Stefan being the kingmaker that he is. Yes. can we just can we talk about how he even got started in politics because this whole thing is so i think it's so dirty he used his local celebrity because most people just knew him from the news and they didn't know what his politics were he just had name recognition and that's how he got started same thing with lynn dixon yeah yep yeah, I, don't I think mean, that, I, I, I guess it's smart, I, but it's so shady. I, I, I don't, I don't I, think it's smart. I think it's opportunistic. I think they're more cunning yeah, than smart. Yeah, opportunistic. Um, I don't think they actually have any brains whatsoever to do a proper job at this. I, I know that with Stefan, he got started because of the red-green budget fiasco. Because of the red-green budget fiasco covering that, and he was Republican-leaning already, he would reach out to the Republican county legislators to see if there's any news and things going on. And he became friends with Chris Grant, who was a staff member for at least Cusack at the time. Chris Grant, you know, eventually rose to the part the role of chief of staff for Chris Collins. Well, opportunistic. I was going to say just to bring the, circle this back around to the top of the episode, but not for nothing that a guy like Stefan Mahailu, who made his hay in the local news scene, is able to rise the ranks of the Republican Party and be as outspoken about whatever the hell he wants, whereas Madison Carter mm-hmm. is getting slapped on the wrist for her tweets. Well, that's how it is with everything. Republicans have no standards. They have no decor. Okay, I should... Uh, <laughs> no, they suck. You go, go off. a broad brush here. Go off. <laughs> but... I mean, even in the context of like the local news media, though, right? That we, there's a, a clearly an environment for a guy like Stefan Mahailu to thrive yeah. and become, you know, this political force around here. And Madison Carter, I don't know if she has any political aspirations. She probably wants to get the hell out of Buffalo. I don't blame her. But the conditions are there where Stefan could thrive and become this fucking whatever the fuck he is and madison carter gets run out of town yeah and then and then we just get more and more shitty (laughs) as a place because we need more people like her and less people like him yeah i mean madison carter is 
in the last like five years, the two people who started in Buffalo, uh, or like when they came, they came to Buffalo and, and they were new to the news scene here in Buffalo for whatever they were covering, that I liked the most on Twitter and on Facebook and the coverage that they were doing and the ideas that are coming out were both black women, Madison Carter and Kimberly Martin when she was here to cover the Bills. Um, both just dyna- just dynamic dynamite individuals who are just you know thoughtful great ideas outspoken a little bit but in a good way right like you know yeah we need that yeah it, the 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 type of thing that like would be described if it was a white guy be like oh well he's just very thoughtful yeah. uh-huh and whereas at somebody else they need to know their place that be, that it's being said, bold. that being said, WKBW, if you are looking for a podcasting arm, <laughs> and and you want you know a Buffalo related, are you buying for WKBW? Right? You know we are willing to sell out immediately. We will <laughs> fold. Do you like our principles? We've got more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right, we'll, we'll fold. I, I will say anything. Yeah, highest bidder WKBW. Yes, let's let's, let's go at it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we could we could even do better than that. Right, we're willing to do all the li- live shots from Ted's that you want. <laughs> we will be your men on the street. Hey, mm-hmm. sp- speaking of Chris Collins, do y'all see his his uh, Instagram post? Well, hold on, nobody his, uh, was speaking of Chris Collins, he, but now that he you was spoke his, he was now mentioned. that you spoke his name, I guess we're here now. He's all, he, well. He was all like, "I'm pardoned now, everyone. Uh, come, come, oh, yeah. come for advice. Come for advice about how I was a, um, you know, a representative and how I was in prison. And now I'm out now. Come for business advice. I forgot Isn't, that I sent that are, to the group chat. Aren't I great? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, Chris Collins, check it out. <laughs> try it out. it out. Yeah. Try, try it, out. it out. Try it out. Try it out. Try it out. Did his Instagram influencer impression <laughs> and got on Instagram live and was like, hey, yeah, ask me what ask me anything about my time in the joint. Yeah, now he's an expert. Mm-hmm. Now he's an expert. That basically, it was Oz. Because because how long did he actually serve and how long was he supposed to have served? Oh yeah, you you uh, you represent the most the majority of people who have been incarcerated. Right. There. Yeah. It, he served two months, I think, in minimum minimum security. Yeah. We should call him Martha Stewart. <laughs> hey, Martha Stewart is on some level at least kind of enjoyable. Right. And Chris Collins has better That's legs. Tr- that is true. I, I should I take that back. Also, Martha Stewart hangs out with Snoop Dogg. Right. <laughs> that Snoop Dogg would not be caught dead with Chris Collins. I agree. Well, speaking of former congressmen and congressional districts, Jim, you gotta you gotta help me wrap my mind around this proposed redistricting map that got it's leaked. Not proposed, just leaked. Leaked. It's not proposed yet. This leaked map. What it actually brings up uh, something that I mentioned on the podcast before, which was that you know, like the the Nate McMurray district, the the Chris Jacobs district, would probably get combined with the Tom Reed district, and that's in there. So, those guys basically have to fight each other for a seat, and then the uh, Elise Stefanik and uh, the Tenney districts get uh, combined, and those people, those Republicans, have to fight over a seat, so that the even though the New York state loses a seat. The Democrats should gain two. And one of the ones they should gain is the dong district in West New York. (laughs) Dong. Dong. I'm not familiar with the dong district. The the, the detachable penis district. (laughs) There is a map picture that got leaked as we discussed where the district that Jim described looks Rather phallic. Um, there is, uh, you know, the, the testes and the, the shaft. It really does just look Oh, like, is that what phallic means? I had to explain. Yes, Ryan, I'm going to mansplain the word phallic <laughs> to is you. Is there a vein in there, too? Yeah, yes. We're, gonna, it's, we're going the whole, the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah the, and the falls are the pubic hair. 
Wow. Oh, that's beautiful. Mo- that's poetic. Yeah. Technicolored pubic hair. Technicolored pubic hair, especially during Festival of Lights time. Yes. <laughs> well, thankfully, our boy Nate of Nate Watch fame. Uh, oh, what's did Nate got to say? Nate, Nate weighed in on this. Nate Watch. Nate. Nate. <laughs> we, couldn't, we couldn't do an episode of the show without Nate McMurray being mentioned. And, you know, his, his millions of tweets per day just really really keeps us in business here but nate did get interviewed by wben about the proposed gerrymandered district not proposed leaked excuse me the leaked district here and he did say to wben um so quote i don't understand why we would lose representation when other places in new york state seem to be gaining representation uh said nate mcmurray who has run multiple times for the seat in New York 27. McMurray said he is concerned about the idea of even less representation in Western New York, even though redistricting would potentially help the Democratic Party in the aggregate because the map would change from 19 Dem, 18 Republican, to 23 Dems and three Republicans. Uh, McMurray then goes on to say, I mostly care about the people of Western New York having a voice. That's what matters to me. Maybe on the aggregate it helps Democrats, but does it help Western New York? I think the answer is no. And Nate, I think you're just upset that there's not really going to be like a ready-made seat for you to run yeah, for. He's upset. And, but the thing is, is that like, were he had he played nice with headquarters and with and with the people that he needed to play nice with, the certain members of the Democratic establishment, the the penis district would be perfectly made for him because he's in Grand Island. The Grand, Grand Island is part of that district. It's going to be a Democratic district because it's the Democratic parts of Niagara County. Then it goes along the shafts, goes along the shore of uh, Lake Ontario, and then it spills its seed in Monroe County. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's going to be, it's, it's, it's eerily reminiscent of the old earmuff district that uh, Louis Slaughter had. You know, it's it's a weird thing about Nate. He didn't really he he didn't really play nice for the establishment Democratic Party here. But he also didn't align himself with the left. So he he's on his own island right now. Right. Like he's he's got I don't know what he has right now in terms of political capital. He's got three packs that haven't done campaign finance filings. Yep. Um, and he's got a WBEN interview about redistricting is what he's got. Okay. Um, Corinne, should he move to Hamburg and become the town supervisor? Um, over Stefan Mahailu? Yes, absolutely. Nate, we, we need you. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets a square endorsement for Hamburg supervisor. Mm-hmm. Lacking any it, other it candidates. Seems like yeah. he's, he's trying to play the moderate um, and, and appeal to both sides, but it's I'm going to sound like somebody who knows what they're talking about now. In today's political climate, you really can't. Like, there are no moderates, really, anymore. There are only people who aren't paying attention. Because we've been so divided, you're either left or right. Right. And and there's only only to what degree are you left or right. So it it seems like Nate McMurray has been trying to play the moderate um, and appeal to both sides, but that, that really doesn't work right now. Well, he, he does. He does go on, guys, in this interview with WBEN, because apparently they're just committed to the asking bit. questions of anybody who will who will fucking answer their questions. Hmm. I'm also worried that it's creating another set of safe seats, said McMurray. You have a Democratic seat and you have a Republican seat, and that's dangerous for a lot of different reasons. It's dangerous because it allows people not to really run. Or not to be challenged, both Democrats and Republicans. What I would like to see is more balanced seats where you have a 50-50 of Democrats and Republicans in each of the districts. Not just our district or here in Western New York, but across New York 27 and across all of New York State, he continued. So, here's the thing, Nate. Like, I I sort of get where you're coming from on a conceptual level, Mm -hmm. but also, man, like... You've got a bunch of people who are just pretty much openly advocating for our government to be overthrown. <laughs> like you just got a whole yeah, bunch of there fucking is no people. Moderate anymore. <laughs> like you just got a whole bunch of fucking people who are like, yeah, storm the Capitol, go for it. 
We're all about it. Like, if you're Nate McMurray, shouldn't you be like, hey, yeah, you know what? We want to bring sensible people in here. And I get what he's saying on a certain level. Like, we want to make sure the districts are not these calcified districts. But also, if you're talking about these quote-unquote safe seats, I mean, that hopefully leaves more room for primaries. And maybe a candidate like Nate, who, if he was a little bit more strategic, where he tweets about being like, you know, Mr. Left Wing or whatever the hell he does, maybe he could primary from the left or something. Mm-hmm. The only way what he what he what he proposes makes sense is if every other state, you know, evenly distributes the uh, the congressional right, which districts. They're, they're never going to do. Nobody's they're never going to do. Nobody's so ever going to do it. We need to play that game, right? You know it. Democrats need to like you know Democrats need to play the game like they won. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's yeah. the, you know that was there was an article I saw this week about that that said that like you know Democrats need to govern like they won because they did, right? Yeah. It, the Democrats in New York State need to govern like they won. Guess what? If they do, then they keep on winning. Well, yes, you keep on winning, but you have to remember, look, we've seen how the Republicans run things, and what they do is they just run it so that they win. That's that's their only right. goal. They have no interest in governing. They have no, no interest in helping no. people. No. They run on the we're going to do nothing and then they can deliver. Mm-hmm. Or less than nothing and we're going to like harm people's lives. Right. <laughs> Worse than nothing, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, that's the the ethos of their party right now is we lack all empathy. Yeah, fuck them. I'm going to get mine. Right. Yeah, fuck everybody else who isn't like me. That's the Republican Party right now. Even 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 people who are like me, they're like fuck them, <laughs> fuck that person too. It's, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the yeah, Republican okay. Party is fuck them. Everything's a zero sum game. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're George Costanza when a fire breaks out. <laughs> That's exactly what they are. Yeah. I was trying to clear the way for the women and children. Yeah, right, well, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Where's your God now? As he pushes a kid over. <laughs> Says Rand Paul. Oh, oh, we need to compromise and make and make friends with him. No, I don't think so. Well, I don't think so. I mean, on on the local level, even when we're talking about these congressional districts, I, it just doesn't make much sense. And I'm glad Nate's getting the airtime nowadays in his current role as Buffalo influencer. But come on, man, I'm going to give you the Joe Biden. Come on, we should get a. Come on, should, come should, on, man. We should get a come on, man. Come button. on, man. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll get, I'll get a come on, man button. It'll be interesting to see, like, if that district does pan out the way it's drawn, that was leaked, the Chris Collins versus Tom Reed race would be very interesting to see. Because Tom Reed's got more time in Congress. He's, he's a higher-ranking member of Congress. He's got some plum committee assignments. Do you mean Chris Jacobs? You said Chris Collins. Chris Jacobs, I mean. Oh, That's a no, little Freudian pro- no, slip. Yeah. No, it's probably Chris Collins now. Uh, can he run again being a convict? Yeah, he probably can. He can't vote for himself, but well, he can probably run. Well, why not? <laughs> uh, no, it's oh going to be God. Chris Collins. Chris no, Jacobs. It, it'll be Chris Jacobs. That's a, that was a slip of the tongue there. But <laughs> Jacobs Jacobs versus Reed. I mean, the thing is, is that Jacobs, we know, has more money than God, right? Yeah. So he can fund any campaign that he wants to fund. If he wants to fund it, you know, and not everybody's willing to give themselves large loans to fund their campaigns with the prom with the expectation or the hope that they can get repaid. Like we talked about last week on the campaign finance, we talked about one of the reasons why we think Bernie Tolbert might not run is last time when he ran for sheriff, Corinne, he uh, he loaned himself like thirty thousand dollars and he ended up having to just forgive like twenty six thousand dollars of that loan. Um, so he made, this, you know, is, this is why politics fucking sucks. No normal person, no matter how intelligent, nobody who has $30,000 just sitting around to just give away mm-hmm. on the, on the off chance that they might get a job. Nobody can do that. Right. No a, normal citizen can do that. A job that pays like 80,000. <laughs> You'd be better off investing all that in GameStop stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or AMC. <laughs> it's must or what be, it, must be the money. Whatever Reddit says, that's I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go to Wall Street bets on Reddit from now on, and that's so I'm taking all my I'm taking my Biden bucks and doing that. Yeah. So no, you're right, Corinne. Any normal person probably shouldn't be running 
for any political office, really. What? No, it's, it's not that they shouldn't be running. It's that they, they don't have the ability, the capability to do it. They don't because have the means. They don't have the means. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me qualify that, guys. I, I know Any normal person shouldn't be running, in a sense. But also, we need to encourage those brave souls that do. Because it really, oh, truly yeah. is like a wild... As we discussed last week, how basically our, our whole point, Corinne, was like nobody... Like nobody, uh, no outside observer knows what the fuck is going on, but nobody actually in the process knows what they're doing either. <laughs> That's encouraging. <laughs> it was amazing to see how a lot of like the campaign finance stuff was just like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing and we're just kind of spending money on stuff. So mm-hmm. as much as, again, as much as we joke about Nate McBurry being a giant goofball, we do encourage the Nate McMurrays of the world because at the end of the day, it's got to be people like you that run and put yourself out there, even if you tweet 15 million times a day. Right. Or like, you know, we interviewed India Walton um, about a month ago or so. An actual nor- normal person. An actual normal normal, normal person um, who, you know, I have some reservations about her mayoral campaign and, and some of the stuff she expressed on their platform on, on the show. Um but she's an actual normal person who's going to bring an actual normal thought process to uh, being mayor, potentially. Probably not. Probably going to get crushed. She's probably not going to be able to raise enough money. But what's going to be the case is that is that she's going to have this experience underneath her belt so that she can make a strong, viable candidacy for something else down the line. Corinne, do you know anybody normal who could run for Hamburg Town Supervisor? Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> um, well, tell me what's involved. <laughs> you beat Stefan Mihailu. I let me tell you, I um, I am very busy. I have three kids. I like whiskey and I like cho- talking with my friends. Uh, and and taking down the man. That's what I like. The man. <laughs> well. Maybe we'll find a somebody to run against Stefan in that district uh, right. someday. But but it, yeah. but, it, but if you're interested, I can find you a babysitter. <laughs> Jim will watch your kids. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, I I have been inter- interested before. This has been a conversation we've talked about a long time. Um, and honestly, the, the what turned me off to the whole thing was all the the secrets about all the finance and. It's such bullshit. It's such a it's such an insider's game, and that that should be something that makes me want to do it more. But it doesn't. It makes me hate all of it, and it makes me just want to speak out against it and say this is bullshit. And I don't know what the answer is. Uh, I, I wish I had an answer, and I wish I could do something about it. But I don't. I don't have money like that, and I don't have the time to raise money like that, and I don't have millionaire friends to give me money like that. Right. Or well, even thousand dare friends. Thousand dare friends. I mean, that's and that's one of the problems that you know India is going to have, right? Is she's going to be raising money? You know, her her network of she's going to have a strong network of volunteers, a stronger network of volunteers than the mayor's going to have. Because as we said last week, volunteers is in quotation marks for the mayor. Yeah. Because it's and the people volunteering on the mayor's campaign work for the city. And they're only volunteering right, as far as already in office. Yeah. Well, it, it, as, as far as their job will allow them to not volunteer, mm-hmm. depending on how strong their union protections are, it d- depends on how many times they volunteer for the mayor. Well, and isn't that why it's so important to have an incumbent? And like when when an incumbent is is overthrown, <laughs> for lack of a. I mean, I think it's I think it's one of the reasons why it's important to overthrow incumbents occasionally is to mix up. Well, the city. yes, it, yes, it's absolutely important. But my, my point was the reason why it's so hard to do. Oh, yeah. They already have an entire army of people behind them, whether or not they've been doing a good job. Right. I mean, that's one of the reasons why I think Stefan is running for Hamburg supervisor as opposed to county controller again is county controller only really has like three to five uh patronage positions that it can hand out. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't have a lot of jobs it gets to hand out. Mm. Town supervisor... He's, supervi- he's looking to have more IOUs. Yes. Hamburg Town Supervisor, however, has a lot more positions to hand out, and the pay is probably pretty close to the same. 
for county controller and Hamburg Town Supervisor because Hamburg's a large town. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it is. And, and and he has to stay in the same retirement system that he's been in since he was spokesperson for the Buffalo Public Schools. Mm-hmm. So it's the same retirement system. He probably he's probably making the same amount of money, or maybe maybe more, because Hamburg is so large. Um, and he'll have more people who owe their jobs directly to him because of the patronage positions in the, the town. Yeah. So I what, can, like, I can see why it appeals to him. Oh, of course. So Jim, from your, I want your political perspective on this because I, I know I, the little that I know about the inside workings of politics, I've, I've learned from you. What are his chances? Can anybody beat him? Oh, he's definitely beatable. Uh, his negatives are, are pretty high right now. It depends on who that person is and how much they get to coordinate with Democratic headquarters and get support from them. It's because, you know, whoever it is, it's going to be likely that they have lower name recognition than Stefan does. You know, mm-hmm. Pat Hoax. He's already marked against them. Right. Pat, Pat Hoke's dead. Right. I mean, and Randy Hoke is busy doing other things. So you don't have a Hoke to jump out of nowhere to have yeah. the name recognition that you would have in Hamburg. Aren't there more Hokes? Come on. <laughs> I used to know a PJ Hoke. Yeah. When I was in elementary school. He's got to be somewhere. <laughs> Maybe you could change your last name to Hoke. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. actually surprisingly easy to do. You don't have to get married. You can just like change your name to whatever. Yeah, I've I've done it plenty of times. That, you know, what, what? Oh my God, that's brilliant! We may have just stumbled upon a political strategy here. Yeah, just <laughs> just change your last name to I mean, a popular last is, name. This is totally playing dirty, but I would do it to beat Stefan Mihailu, that fucker. You heard it here first. So, Am I allowed to say that? So yeah, so we're announcing the campaign for Corinne Hoke. Corinne Hoke <laughs> for Hamburg Town Supervisor. Okay, <laughs> I mean, um, it's not gonna it's not gonna have to be raised that much money to Hamburg supervisor. Stefan only has like a thousand or fifteen hundred dollars or seventeen hundred dollars left. Um, he'll raise some money, but Hamburg town supervisor is not. I mean, he's not gonna raise a ton of money for it. Um, if he can raise thirty grand, I'd be surprised. It's probably more likely he'll raise like ten to fifteen. Really? I wa- You know what? I, honestly, I mean. I'll. I know he's announced for it, right? Is is it has it been announced? Yeah, Jim? he announced. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll believe he, it. He released a, a, a video statement of himself wearing a, a a nice tie but a terrible shirt. <laughs> I will believe it when it happens. I'm still locked in on my that fucking guy just wants to go on TV and yell about the libs and yes. be some kind of huckster fucking guy. But sure, he maybe he just yes, but he could still win by doing that. Well, I don't want him representing my district. And I I agree with Corinne. Like he could do both. There's, yeah. There's no reason why he can't be part time TV huckster, and still get the sweet sweet state retirement system. Well. <sighs> well, so I mean, so we've got. So it, I, I think I think, Jim, we've, we've been uh, up, down and all over like the stock market this episode. But much like Stefan Mahailu's wings, we were extra buttery, extra buttery with you here, Corinne. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. So thank you for joining us before we wrap up the episode today. We would be remiss if we didn't give a big shout out to very, very good friend of the pod, Jason Knight. Yeah. Dr. Knight, who was on our uh, the rent is too damn high episode. Um uh, he and his family all have COVID. Oh. So, uh, you know, like I said uh, before, um, when we, we've, we've had other friends of the pod with COVID, we're not prayers here. We're not, we're, we're not the religious types. But if you are, you know, throw a prayer out for Jason Knight and his family um, as they, uh, they recover from COVID. Get well I mean, soon. Even if you're not, you can still send out all the good... Positive vibes. And all yeah, that. You can, yeah, even if you're not a, a, a praying like type. Yeah, you, you can you can you can send out your vibes, and you, you can you can send out your vibes in like the real way, or you can get like a crystal or something, and that you can do that too. <laughs> all right, guys. So you can find 
social media wise, Corinne, are, are you on social media? Do you have anything you'd like to get out there or promote right now? Um, I should if I was promoting myself, but I don't. I'm kind of private person. Um, yeah, I, I like my friends and I won't <laughs> friend you unless I know you. So there you go. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Sorry, guys. We, we will, uh, we'll do a little promotion on your behalf. You did design our new logo, mm-hmm. uh, which I is did. very yeah. cool. And thank you so much for doing that. You're uh, welcome. It was fun. I'm glad you like it. Yes. And then you could follow the pod. We are at the square pod buff on Twitter, on Twitter. Uh, Ryan, he stepped out of the room, but he's at the Ryan Steele on Twitter. The, the real Ryan, the Steele. real Ryan Steele. Yes, you can follow. You could follow him, uh, da da Ryan, St- the real Ryan Steele, whatever the fuck it is. Right, and you can follow me at James Tamel, T as in Thomas A M as in Michael O L James Tamel, um, or uh, Battle Gym of the Republic on Instagram. Yes, that is my favorite name for you. <laughs> <laughs> And you could follow me down to Gabriel's Gate now that it's reopened, where I'm ordering my wings with, you know, plain with just butter on them. Right, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order mine with extra butter. <laughs> plain wings, extra butter. Right. All right, folks. That's a wrap. Have a good week. Until next time.